Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited for today's episode, y'all. I have been just getting around for my day, doing laundry, getting stuff done, and I just have a stirring in my spirit to sit down and record a podcast, so I am doing that. I love every opportunity that I have to hop on here and talk about the Word of God, to magnify the name of Jesus, just to talk about life and what God is doing in the earth right now, because if you did not know... I will make it known that God is moving in the earth. I've been hearing so many testimonies of signs, miracles, wonders, the ways that God is moving in the hearts and lives of his people. And it's so easy to get sucked into the narrative of culture and media that is just like, you know, the world is chaotic right now. We know, we know that it is. And we're, we're praying for Israel and everything that's going on over there and just, other parts of the world where there's just mass chaos, but we also have to know and believe that God is sovereign. He is in control and he is moving in the earth. We know that the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God raises up a standard against him. And we have to remind ourselves in those moments of two things right off the bat. One, that greater is he that is in us and he that is in this world. It is so easy to magnify the enemy and to think that he has the upper hand, but we have to remind ourselves of the truth of God's word, that greater is the one who lives inside of us than the one who is in the world. And the Lord really settled that in my spirit a while ago in worship one time when I was just worshiping the Lord. And he was like, I need my people to stop putting me nose to nose with the enemy as if the enemy is any rival to our God. Because the Bible says in Ephesians that Jesus our Lord, our master, our savior is seated far above all principalities and powers. He is seated far above, not just above, far above. And so the enemy is no contender for our God. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And then the other thing that was just stirring in my spirit is that is the scripture that says, do not let your heart be troubled. And he tells us this thing, these things in the word that he reminds us of these things because our natural instinct is to let our heart be troubled, to give in to anxiety and worry and fear of our future. And we have to be people who are resolved to not let our heart be troubled, to say, I don't care what it looks like around me. I know who my God is and I know whom I serve. And I know that he is greater than anything that I am facing. And so just knowing that as a believer in Jesus Christ, that you have authority over those things. I love the scripture. I believe it's in it's in first or second Corinthians. And it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we have to know that we have authority to do that. We have everything we need to wage the war to contend in our faith for the things that God says above what the enemy is saying. And I think so often we kind of sit back and we say, well, whatever happens must be God's will and and all these things. And we just kind of give in to the narrative of the enemy and we just say, well, 
it's all going to play out. My prayers don't really matter and all these things. And that is exactly where the enemy wants us to be in a place of defeat where we don't actually believe that our prayers are powerful and effective, which his word tells us they are in the book of James, that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. That means that your prayers matter. Your prayers, your faith can move mountains according to his word. There is nothing impossible for him who believes. And so we have to root ourselves in the word of God. And even earlier, I had made a post about faith because it was just something that was stirring in my spirit about how without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then it's like, okay, well, then how do we get faith? If I, if I want to live a life that pleases God, how do I get faith? And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you when I am consistent in the word of God, when I am diligent in his word, studying the word, reading the scriptures, it builds my faith to believe for the impossible, to believe for the sick to be healed, for blind eyes to be opened, for the dead to be raised. And there's just so much to be said about faith. And we want to be people who live our lives in faith. And I was just reading the scripture earlier in Hebrews. It says, we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we're people who are going to rise up. We're going to be courageous. We're going to be bold in the faith. We're going to do the things that God put us in this earth to do because we are called to be ambassadors for Christ, people who represent him. And he will, Christ wasn't quiet. He did not live his life in a way where he wasn't impacting people. Like if you read through the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books in the New Testament, I encourage you to read them. If you've read them a million times, read them again, because we get to see the life that Jesus lived and the compassion that compelled him to impact those around him. And I just love that. I love that. I was just teaching last week at, at a church I was at. I taught briefly on the man at the pool of Bethesda. And just the beauty of Christ coming into that place and seeing that man. And what the Lord was hel helping me to pull out of scripture, because we know like you can read the word a million times and the Lord can show you different angles and different aspects. And that's why I want to be someone who never gets tired of the word of God or like I hear a message maybe on, a, on an account that I've heard a million times. I always want to have fresh eyes and ears to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me now? And so as I was reading that in John 5 last week, I was thinking about this man and how he was waiting by the pool and he had been an invalid for like 38 years and he wanted, obviously, wholeness and how Jesus came to him. And I just thought about that, how Jesus didn't stand at the corner and make a make a big call to everybody who was around the pool. He went right to this man. And I think about in my own life and seasons where I've been just broken and hurt and, and gone through hard things and had physical, um, just medical issues and, and just different things and how God came directly to me in those moments and he healed my body. He raised me up. He encouraged my heart. He healed my heart and all those things. And I'm just like, wow, God, you are such a personal God. And I love that the Bible says that he is intimately acquainted with all of our ways, that his thoughts toward us outnumber the sand of the sea, that he knows every hair on our head. And when you just sit with that reality and you, and you realize the truth of it and let it just penetrate your heart and sink into your heart, you're like, wow, there is a God who created the heavens and the earth who cares about me. And, and, and it's so easy to look at everything that's happening in the world and think that like God has a lot bigger things to concern himself with than me. But the reality is he's God. He can, he can deal with the wars and everything going on, but he can care for you in the moments that you need him too. And I think that we are just 
we, we just so live beneath the reality of all that he has for us. And I was reading recently in Psalm 103, I'm actually going to turn in my little pink Bible there. I pray that you have a Bible that you just love, that you are excited to get into because his word is living and it's active. It transforms us. It changes us. It's his Holy Spirit breathed words in the pages of these book of this book. Well, I could say these books because it's 66 different books, but his word, his his breath breathed these words. And so we know his word is infallible, it's incorruptible, it never changes. The word of the the word of God stands forever, and we know that. And so I love his word, and I just feel like in this season of my life, God has been igniting even a newer, like a newer, fresher passion for his word. And I'm just so thankful that we have access to his written word. And so my prayer for you is that you have a holy hunger for his word, that you dive into his word, that you hear his word, you live out his word, you apply it to your life because it is, it is beautiful. So Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's what I want to remind your heart today, to forget not all his benefits. And that's what I was starting to say is that like so often we live beneath God's best for us in any area of our life. And so his word tells us, don't forget don't forget his benefits. And then he lists those benefits. It says he forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And I love that. I love that. And I would encourage you to to go there in your own Bible in Psalm 103 and just even write them out. I love writing out the scriptures. It helps just concrete his word into my heart. But I love that he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. And I love that his word, we can stand on it. We know that we are called to build our life on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and his word and his teachings. And I love that everything we need for life and godliness, he gives us and it's found in his word. And so often we can be just tossed to and fro, like the Bible says, by winds of doctrine. There's so many teachings out there and doctrines and and in theologies and all the things, but we have to know the word of God for ourselves. We know the Bible says that there's only one God, one mediator between God and man, and it's Jesus Christ. And that is something God has been reminding me of so much lately, because I am someone who I love receiving prophetic words. I love getting encouragement from others. I love, uh, you know, when people come to me and say, hey, I've been praying for you and the Lord showed me this. I love that. But one of my friends, shout out to Dan- Danielle. She's like, Janice, you hear God for yourself and you do not have to be moved so much by what other people speak all the time. And I'm thankful for prophetic words. I'm thankful that we have the ability to be able to give each other words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Like that's part of the Holy Spirit's gifts, according to 1 Corinthians 12. Like we want those things. We want the body to be functioning in those things. But the problem is when we almost become like puppets to those words and we're not just going to God for ourselves. because reality is I don't need another person to go to God for me. I can go to God directly myself. That has to be primary. And then secondary would be those other voices in my life. But my primary voice that I hear has to be his. And we know that the Bible says that that. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice and another voice they will not follow or they will not follow the voice of a stranger. And so I want to be someone who is so in tune with the sound of my Savior's voice. I want to know, God, what are you speaking? And that has just been 
the cry of my heart for many years. And even in this season, again, God was reminding me of what he had instructed me to start praying over myself in those times when I'm seeking him. And it's saying, Holy Spirit, what do you see? Holy Spirit, what do you say? And then taking the time to wait, because so often we're in such a hurry, (laughs) both hands up for me, guilty as charged with being so busy that we rush through our time in the Word, or we rush through our time in prayer, a time that we set aside for God, if we're even making time for Him. And I don't want to be someone who is so hurried that it's almost like we sit, we we pray and everything, and then we get up and we move on, and God's kind of like, eh, eh, I, I, had, I had some things I wanted to tell you, but we've just learned to just go through the motions sometime or put God in a in a box or put him in a put him on a time frame where it's like okay you have this much time and he's like if you would just sit with me if you would just take the time to seek my face because his word says that when we seek him he will be found and i want to be someone who seeks him with all of my heart someone who seeks him with all of my heart jeremiah 33 3 just came to my mind so i'm going to flip to that in my little pink bible So y'all, God is so good. I'm telling you, if you need a reminder that God is faithful, that he is for you and not against you, that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, this is your reminder of that. Okay, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And so often we do. We have access to heaven's wisdom, to wisdom from above. And I want to be like, like King Solomon, who like he could have asked for anything and he wanted wisdom. And that is something I pray for a lot. I'm like, Lord, I just want to walk in the way of wisdom. I want to walk in your wisdom. And I'm going to read some of that in James in a second here, but it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, which you do not know. Sometimes we have not because we ask not. And I think when we hear that scripture, that's also in James, that we think like it's it's physical things. It's like, well, I don't have the new car or I don't have, you know, whatever physical things we're in need of because we're not asking. But sometimes it's wisdom. Sometimes it's, you know, what, whatever we need that's not tangible. It could be wisdom, direction, clarity, whatever, whatever that is. God wants to give us those things. He withholds no good thing from his people and that is the truth because that is his word so i'm going to james and it and i love that in the book of james chapter three it talks about wisdom that's from above it says that the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable gentle willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality without hypocrisy and then it says now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace so i love that like that is that's that is how we know what heaven's wisdom is. It's first of all, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. I want to be someone who walks in heaven's wisdom in all areas of my life, in ministry, in relationships, in the decisions that I make on a day-to-day basis. I want to walk according to the wisdom of the Lord, not the ways of this world, because the ways of this world, I think it goes without saying it's perverse, it's crooked, it's deceptive, It will leave you feeling defeated, discouraged, all the D words. And there is just such a cry of God's heart in this hour. And I just feel it so strongly for those who have been in a season of feeling defeated and weary and worn out. And it's almost like I see this vision of 
soldiers on the battlefield because, you know, we are, we are called to be his warriors, to be his soldiers. And we are on a very real battlefield. I say it all the time. It's not a playground. We're not playing patty cake with our Christianity. It's a very real battle out there. And like I said earlier, we have all the warfare weapons we need. We have the full armor of God so that we can stand against all the wiles of the enemy. But I can, I can just see in the spirit just so many people who are on that battlefield, who have been knocked down, who are hurting, who are broken. And it's so easy for us as believers. I'm speaking to believers here. If you're not a believer, you're probably not going to just, I guess you can hear me out, but it may not make much sense. But it's so easy as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, to see our brothers and sisters who are out on the battlefield, who are worn down, who are broken, who are hurting, who are on the ground. They're not even standing anymore. And just to judge them, to judge where they're at in their walk with the Lord, to judge the defeat that they're laying in. And it's like, are we going to be brothers and sisters in Christ who look at those soldiers who are down and pray for them and speak life over them and do whatever it takes to see them stand up to get strong in the Lord again? Or are we just going to gossip about them, talk about them? I mean, this is a word for myself too, because trust me, I can be critical at times too. I have to really guard my heart. We all do. The Bible says above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. And that includes how we view other people. And I want to be someone who comes alongside those who are defeated, who are laying on the ground, who are feeling worn out, battle weary is what I'll call it and say, get up again. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And just to brush them off and to speak the word of God over them. I've been reading a really good book lately. It's by Alyssa Holt. And she was talking about going through her divorce and so much of her story and just the way that she was able to articulate the emotion of going through a divorce I was like, girl, she did such a good job on that. So shout out to her. But the book is called Hashtag Unfiltered, Walking Through Dirt While Embracing Your Destiny. And so in the story, she talks about being like bedridden for three days because she was just in such a deep place of, of depression with going through the divorce. And she had a sister in Christ call her multiple times. And she said, um, by the time she finally answered, she just said, you don't have to talk, just listen to me. And she just started speaking the word of God over her because I'm telling you, the word of God is life. It is life. If you're like, I don't know how to pray for people, declare the word of God over them. Send, send a scripture, send, you know, whatever, call somebody, speak the word of God over them. If you're praying for someone in person, like just declare the word of God. If you don't know what to pray, the word of God is the best thing to pray. So start there. But you have to know the word of God to be able to do that. So memorize some scripture and know that it is it is life. And that was such a healing part of Alyssa's journey was just having the word of God spoken over her weary heart. And so even now in this moment, I want to challenge you to think of maybe someone in your life who is hurting, who is broken, who is going through a hard season. Send them a message. Let them know you're praying for them send them a voice clip and pray for them. I do that all the time for people. I love just sending voice memos and just praying over people and speaking life over them. I think that that is something that is so underestimated, the power of what life can speak. We know the Bible says, right? 
the, we have the power of life and death in our tongue. I'm going to use my, my tongue to speak life over people, to speak life into people. And so that is, that is a challenge to you to, to send a message to someone, let them know you're praying for them, send a scripture, send a cute little picture with a scripture on it, and just let someone know that you're thinking of them and that you are encouraging them in the Lord. We need to be that for each other. I was just talking to my bestie, Anna, the other day, and she had done a deliverance training uh, class last weekend down in Indiana. And one thing that she shared with me that I want to share with you, it just so stood out in my heart, was a question someone had about like how someone would repeatedly come back to them. They just kept falling into that same sin, that same trap. And it's like, at what point do you just say, you know what, <laughs> I'm done, like done praying for you. I'm done, you know, whatever. And they asked me like, how, when do you, when do you, when do you stop? Like, when do you say, you know, enough is enough. And this man who's leading the class said, I will never give up on someone. If someone stops coming back for healing or deliverance, then I'm not going to chase after them or whatever. But if they are coming back and wanting to repent and get right with the Lord, I will never give up on them. And I feel like that's a word to us, that God is never going to give up on you. The Bible says, oh, a righteous man falls seven times. He's still going to get up. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you mess up, how many times you fall into that trap of sin. My prayer is that ultimately you'll get deliverance from that and just be set free completely. But I feel like the enemy just wants to keep us in a place of saying, give up stop trying to move forward because if you'll stay stuck in that place of pain and shame and regret and the trap and cycle of sin, he'll keep you there forever and you'll never be effective for the kingdom because you're going to feel like I'm not good enough. But you know what God wants to do? He wants to recycle your story so that it ultimately points people to him, brings him glory, and he wants to see you walk in freedom. The Bible says it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so I want to encourage you, if you've been feeling like you're trapped in just a cycle to know that God wants to break that cycle in your life, set you free so that you can go out and set other people free. And that was one thing for me as I was going through my divorce and just in such a hard, dark, sad season of life, I remember crying myself to sleep and but saying, God, someday, someday you're going to use this all for good. And I want my story to impact other people and let them know that you are a God who heals, that you are a God who met me in the lowest part of the valley that I've ever been in my life. And you pulled me up out of that. And you did something in me while I was in that valley. And that's the beautiful thing about being in the valley. I'm telling you, that's when God does his greatest work. That's a whole other message that I could preach. But in those times of just reaching out to him and just trusting and knowing and believing God, you're going to, you're going to heal me. I know you are. You are a God who heals. Your word says that you heal the brokenhearted, that you bind up their wounds. And so I just let the Lord take me through a season of loving me back to life. And honestly, I thought like, oh, at some point in my life and some point in my journey, God is going to, going to emerge me out of these ashes and show the world around me the beauty that he created. And he's going to let them know, you know, I'm going to let people know what God did in my life. And it's so funny because I thought that that would be like, far down the road, you know, but he didn't wait. He didn't wait for that. He allowed my healing journey to be very public. I started a blog. I don't even know if I was officially divorced yet. I had started a blog called Beautifully Unbroken and started just sharing my journey and what God was teaching me in that season. And then he led it into so many other things. So I guess I'm just sharing that to say that 
don't be surprised if God uses you sooner than you think he will. Don't be surprised if he says, I'm not waiting for you to get it all together. I'm going to let I'm going to let the world see that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I'm telling you that I will say I have ministered and preached so many times. I don't even know. And the times when I have felt the most depleted have been the times when I preached the best because there was nothing in me coming out. It was only him. And to God be the glory for every door that opens, every opportunity that we have as believers to shine our light. Because the Bible says that in Matthew, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And some of us need to come out of hiding to stop hiding our gifts, to stop hiding our talents, to stop hiding the words that God has put within us. I wanted to be that girl, trust me. He's like, let me just dig a hole and bury myself. Like, I don't want to be in front of anybody. I don't want to be, I was very content. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, I'm just trying to be like this false humility stuff. No, like I genuinely love getting behind other people and catapulting them into their calling, their ministry, their destiny. And then when God was like, hey, I actually want you to start speaking too. I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I'm like Moses. I, it's just, it's just, it's just a stutter, you know? I actually don't have a stutter, but like I had my, re- I had my excuses just like Moses did, okay? I had my excuses and all the reasons why, God, I'm not good enough. God, pick somebody else. God, you use somebody else. Somebody else can do it so much better. And that's been in every area of my life, singing, speaking, writing, all of it. The enemy will try to stop you in your tracks so that you will not birth the thing that God has put inside of you because he knows that what's inside of you, when it's released to the world, it's going to impact the kingdom of God. It's going to advance the kingdom of God and it's going to push back the gates of hell. It's going to push back darkness. So why would he want you to do that? He's going to lie to you and you have to take all of those thoughts, everyone, when they come at you, captive unto the obedience of Christ and say, no, my God has anointed me for this and I'm going to step into it, whether it's hard, whether I'm trembling in my boots, whether anyone supports me or not. I've done so many things where I haven't had the validation. I haven't had the support, but I knew God was backing me. I knew God said, I'm calling you to do this. And that is all I needed to step out into the thing that God has called me to with boldness. And his spirit inside of us gives us boldness. I've been reading, I'm going to wrap this up here in a second, but I've been reading in the book of Acts today. I encourage you to read the book of Acts if you have never read it. Um, if you have read it again, read it again. I just, I love the word of God. It never grows old. So I was reading in the book of Acts and um, just about the boldness that came over these people when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I love this verse. Uh, it's in chapter four, verse 29. It says, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand and healing signs and wonders. And it goes on. But, but the part that really stood out to me was like, God, grant us to have boldness. And that is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit does. That's a whole other conversation. If you want to talk to me about that, would love to talk to you about that. But there is a boldness that comes when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Read through the book of Acts to hear more about that. I am a huge advocate for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because God is a uh, is an advocate for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of fire that Jesus gives. So I want to encourage you to just seek him. I'm going to wrap this up because this is kind of getting long. But my, my final words, my final words, because if you know me at all, you know I could record for about four hours probably. My final words, seek him. Spend time with him. Don't rush through your time in the secret place. Get yourself rooted and grounded in the word. That is not a matter of quantity. It's a matter of quality. Whether you're in the word, if you're sitting in the word for a while and you're just in three verses, but you're really letting them root into your heart, that is so much better than just skimming through just to get through it kind of thing. Like 
get yourself immersed into the Word of God. I love listening to the Bible on audio at times when like, I can't have a physical Bible. Maybe I'm driving or I'm doing my hair and makeup or whatever. Like, I can put the Word on on audio and listen. Get yourself rooted and grounded in the Word. Get yourself surrounded by good Christian community. Don't forget about your brothers and sisters who are surrounding you, who are hurting, who are broken. Reach out to them. Encourage them. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love others as yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And again, um, I just, if you guys need prayer for anything, like, please reach out to me. I have said this a million times and I mean it with all of my heart. I don't record podcasts just for the sake of hearing my own voice. I could talk to myself without doing that. Like I I get, (laughs) so I record these because I really truly want to encourage your hearts in the Lord. I want to spur you on in the faith, push your heart closer to his. That is my heart, my goal and everything that I do in ministry and in life. And so if you need prayer, if you need someone to talk to, reach out to me. I have blogs, other kingdom content on my website, journeywithjanice.com. You can follow me on social media at the journey with Janice. would love to connect with you. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for your heart for your people. God, I thank you that you are, I just see the Lord just with an outstretched arm toward you, listener, that his, his arm is outstretched toward you. So God, I pray that you would give your people strength to reach back and grab your hand, God. I pray that whatever season of life they're in, Lord, that you would strengthen them with might in their inner man, that you would encourage their hearts. I speak to every weary heart that is listening, God, that you would refresh them. God, that they would be encouraged by your word, that they'd be encouraged by your spirit. God, that they'd be encouraged by your presence. Lord, I pray that in this season of life that all of us would draw near to you, God, because when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. God, we need you in this season. We need you to be that voice behind us saying, this is the way to go. Walk in it. We need that confidence. We need that courage, God, to do the things that you've called us to do. And so I pray over every person on here who has a kingdom assignment or calling that they have not stepped into. God, I pray that whatever is hindering them, whatever is stopping them, whatever is holding them back, that it would be completely removed, that they would move forward in confidence toward the mark of their high calling, that nothing would stop them, nothing would hinder them, nothing would would slow them down in any way, God. I pray, God, that you would just have your way in all of our lives. We declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. 